Welcome to today's episode of the Intrinsic ID podcast series, You Can Never Be Too Careful. I'm Mylon Lazich of Intrinsic ID, and on the podcast today is Pim Toils, Intrinsic ID founder and CEO. Hello, Pim, and welcome back to the show. Hi, Mylon. Good to speak with you again. Very good to have you back. Today, we'll be talking about the different criteria to consider when selecting a PUF, or physical unclonable function. Before we start talking about what is desirable in a PUF, Pim, can you describe for us why using a PUF is preferred over other approaches to security? Uh, sure, Mylon. Let me uh, try to give a quick insight into that. So uh, as, uh, as we have seen now with uh, everybody working at home, electronic communications are becoming more and more important. Yeah, it was already important, of course, of course for the internet of things. Uh, but given that uh, we all work now remotely, it's even becoming more important. And uh, that's basically also a uh, Valhalla for the, for the attackers, for the hackers. Yeah, and we need to make sure that uh, the devices as well as the communications are well protected. Now, uh, given that now we are talking about uh, billions of devices and, and in the future trillions of devices, this has to be done in a scalable way and a very secure way at the same time. The advantage of a puff is that you can offer both. So one, you can offer very high security since the secrets are not present in the long-term memories on the device. They're invisible and they're very hard to find. And secondly, puffs are very scalable. They work in a wide variety of circumstances in all process nodes, even in the latest new ones. Uh, which makes sure that also in the newest devices, you can make sure that high security is available. At the same time, they can come at a low integration cost. Yeah, and that means also it becomes economic to implement security in billions of devices, and hence making sure that security is affordable yeah, for this uh, highly connected world that we are currently living in. Valhalla for the attackers, I like that analogy. Now, let's get into the criteria for evaluating and choosing a puff what are the main elements we should think about yeah so the way we look at it is uh, is the following so we see four main criteria for uh, choosing a puff one is of course reliability yeah it has to work always uh, in phoenix in alaska in europe in china uh, and in 25 years from now second one it has to be secure yeah uh, in terms of entropy and uh, the way the physical mechanism the puff works Thirdly, it has to be uh, independent of the semiconductor process, and because otherwise it can only be used in a very limited set of circumstances, will, will, which will not help too much in providing a global security in, an, uh, in a, a low-cost manner. And finally, uh, deployments in the market. Volumes are becoming huge, uh, so you need to choose for a puff that has proven itself in the market, that works uh, in, in, in high volumes, because otherwise you will end up with a, a, a problem down the road. All right, let's start with reliability. What goes into that and how can it be assessed? Yeah, so reliability is about making sure that the, uh, the puff after processing always comes up with uh, exactly the same uh, secret, sometimes called the root secret or a non-clonable identity but that at the end of the processing, you always uh, have the same. Yeah, and uh, 
Therefore, we use uh, uh, mainly two methods. One is uh, error correction codes. Yeah, error correction codes like they have been used in uh, CDs, in DVDs, in Blu-ray disc, uh, but more sophisticated versions to correct really a lot of errors because you want to make sure that in all those circumstances you end up uh, with exactly the same key. And then uh, we apply anti-aging. Uh, we have an anti-aging measure implemented, making sure that the noise goes down over time. Uh, and that means that uh, over time you uh, can guarantee that uh, uh, the uh, noise becomes lower and hence that the error correction codes can uh, uh, keep on correcting uh, all the errors. Error correction codes are very good tools uh, here in this situation because you want to make sure that uh, there absolutely no error will occur. If a cryptographic key is wrong in one bit, and you have a fatal error and the system will not work anymore. So if you don't have error correction, error correction codes implemented, you can run yourself into trouble. Because if the physical mechanism fails at one point in time, it gives an error at that point in time, but also later, because usually physical failures are permanent. And then you have no way anymore to uh, to correct the errors and make sure that the system can work. Having good error correction codes in place, uh, on the other hand, really makes sure that the probability that uh, it would ever go uh, wrong is already very, very low. Yeah, we have never seen it in the field. But a fatal error, yeah, that will that probability will be even much, much lower. Now, Pim, how about security itself? How do you define it? What does it mean? How should we look at it? Yeah, for a puff, there are basically two uh, main security parameters. They are uh, entropy and uh, invisibility. So let's first talk about entropy. So entropy is a measure of the randomness of data. And for cryptographic keys uh, or root keys or identities, yeah, you need perfect randomness. So uh, what we make sure is that, first of all, we start from uh, a puff that has already a good quality of entropy, but then we use cryptographic techniques such as privacy amplification to make sure that the resulting key that we extract has indeed full entropy. Yeah, and that combined uh, with the error correction is uh, the invention that we did on how to do this in a, in a secure manner. So given that you do error correction, making sure that you use an extractor that uh, gives you uh, uh, full entropy keys. Second uh, property is uh, what we already spoke about is invisibility, meaning that uh, when the device basically is turned off or when the puff is not active, the secrets are not present on the device in any uh, uh, physical form. Yeah, when secrets are stored, for instance, eh, like in legacy systems in a non-volatile memory, yeah, the secrets are permanently present all the time on the device as a physical change, because that's how memory works. Now, if um, uh, you use a good puff, the, the secrets will only be reconstructed when needed, used, and then and the puff can be switched off such that the secrets uh, disappear. In that way, you make sure that uh, the secrets are only a minimal amount of time present on the device, and that is basically the best that you can have. Now, if I'm looking at using a puff, do I need to worry about what semiconductor process I'm using? 
Well, uh, uh, not for the parts that uh, Intrinsic ID is uh, implementing. Uh, we have uh, uh, chosen the SRAM path in particular because of its good reliability and security properties that we spoke already about. Uh, but a third uh, uh, property that it has is that it is process independent. There is SRAM in every process node uh, that there currently is, from 350 nanometers down to six nanometers and five uh, nanometers, there is always SRAM. The SRAM has uh, the same physical structure. So the, the physical phenomenon that is behind the SRAM path is the same and keeps on working in all nodes. Yeah, all the rest uh, of the IP is also purely digital. Yeah, which means that you can uh, keep on using it uh, no matter the process you're in. And this makes it also for all the semiconductor companies really easy to use this technology uh, because it is always the same mechanism that works, uh, meaning also you have uh, uh, the same or at least similar APIs in all the process nodes and that will make also maintenance of the security system much, much easier and much uh, lower cost. Now, what other items should we think about when we're evaluating which puff is suitable for our particular product? Yeah, so I, I would say uh, be, before uh, we, uh, we go into uh, some other ones, is, uh, the deployments in the market is an uh, important one to look at. Uh, in, certainly in the IoT, in the Internet of Things, but also now in all communication devices that we are using, yeah, the volumes are becoming really large. Uh, meaning that uh, uh, you, the, you should choose a puff that has proven that it uh, works into the market, that it can uh, uh, work in high volumes, that is reliable in high volumes, that gives good entropy, good security in high volumes, such uh, that you don't end up uh, with problems, of course, down the road. Now, in order to uh, support that, uh, there is a, uh, a property that uh, we have implemented at Intrinsic ID that can help a lot, and that is what we call diagnostics. So in our uh, uh, PUF products, uh, we allow the manufacturer to check how the PUF is performing. Uh, so in terms of entropy, you can see that uh, indeed hey, this puff is uh, behaving uh, according to spec. Yeah? It has good randomness. And also uh, in terms of reliability, like, hey, uh, indeed, the noise is small enough. Uh, the error correction codes uh, can uh, deal uh, with uh, this type of uh, situation. So this is important for uh, our high volume customers as they often have to be able to demonstrate to their uh, uh, own customers that uh, uh, the puff uh, I, uh, is, is working properly and has been properly verified during production. So, so there are a few other properties of the SRAM puff in particular that are very interesting. One is about uh, software availability. What we mean about that is that uh, even on existing devices, you can instantiate the puff uh, by running uh, software on the CPU. Again, this software runs on all types of CPUs, uh, uh, whether it be ARM or RISC-V or MIPS or Intel processors. Uh, it will always work and it can uh, uh, provide you security or resurrect uh, security even on fielded devices. Certification, yeah, and, and 
peer-reviewed NAS, uh, uh, I would say, are also two uh, very interesting properties. Certification means that it has been deployed in systems where security was very important, you know, like payment and uh, independent authority has been looking into this, like, uh, does this indeed give strong security? And the fact that uh, the techniques that we use have been published uh, in top crypto conferences and have been peer reviewed there by other experts in the field uh, means that the techniques that are being used uh, are indeed solid uh, uh, security techniques and are being designed by people that have the necessary experience to uh, design good security systems. And finally, I think we spoke already a little bit about that. It's about uh, deployments uh, in the market. Uh, the more, of course, such a, a, a product has been deployed, uh, the more credibility uh, you have as a customer that uh, you're working with something that is solid, that is proven, and uh, that will work well for a long time uh, in the market. Well, that's a lot to think about when deciding on what Huff to use. Thanks very much for that background, Pim. Thanks for having me, Marlon. Always uh, fun to do those things. Great. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Intrinsic ID podcast series, You Can Never Be Too Careful. This is Marlon Lazic. Uh, we've been speaking with Pim Toils, Intrinsic ID founder and CEO. Thanks for listening. And we'll, we'll have you back on the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you.